0: Hi, everybody. Welcome back to the podcast. I have a great, amazing guest here today, Dana Soleras, from the owner and operator of uh, With Love and Renewed With Love. Bridal Boutiques here in Ottawa. I guess more or less in the outskirts of Ottawa, but technically Ottawa. Um, And she's going to talk to you a little bit about how she got to where she is today. Um, We're really excited to have her here and I'm going to let her introduce herself a little bit more and tell you a little bit more all about her. Path to Business, the podcast. I'm your host, Bethany Barrett, self-made, six-figure business owner, photographer, mother of three who's not afraid of hard work. True connection is a superpower that we can all achieve and sharing your story the way you want to is extremely powerful. I want to celebrate each journey in business as no story is quite the same. Knowing how we got started is so important for growth, especially when we are working so hard within our business. We understand and appreciate the sacrifices and decisions that have led us to where we are today. You've already crushed so many goals and by sharing how you did it, both you and others can continue to achieve all your biggest dreams. Empowering ourselves and others will give you the permission you are seeking that you never needed in the first place to get all you strive for and more. This is your path to
1: business. So welcome. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. Um, so as you mentioned, I'm Dana Solaris. I own With Love Bridal in Canada, and then I also have Renewed With Love, which is our outlet um, in Carlton Place. Um, so I've been the owner since we, um, created the business 10 years ago and, uh, I'm also a mom and a dog mom (laughs) and a wife. (laughs) Um, so I mean, juggling all those things, um, you know, is what keeps me busy. (laughs) Um, yeah. So awesome. And so before,
0: before these bridal boutiques, before the two locations that you have, Tell me a little bit about what you did before all this. Yeah, for sure. Where where were you before with love?
1: Yeah. So, I mean, right before I opened the boutique, um, I was staying home with my son. So, he was um, around two when when we opened. So, I was kind of at the point when I was trying to find... You know, what was really going to make it worth leaving him? Um, So, I mean, my background was in communications, um, but I had also worked on and off in high end retail, like right from high school. Um, So, that that was kind of like a little passion um, that I had. So, that was kind of always um, in the back of my mind is is how I could, you know, bring something that I always enjoyed doing, but do it on a more professional level, I guess. Um, So, that's kind of how it fit into um, the beginning of the business.
0: So you said you have a background in communications. Um, so I guess like you went to university and did all that.
1: And then... yeah, so I, I went to Humber College. I actually took journalism. Um, so then I worked uh, in magazine for a few years and then I went into more corporate communications. Um, and, and then I ended up moving more in like admin and communications and then went on mat leave with my son, uh, before opening the store. Oh, wow. It's kind of a common theme that I hear people go on mat
0: leave and they're like, Oh my gosh, I have time to think about what I want to do with my life. (laughs) Um, so talk to me a little bit about, uh, the spark, I guess that sort of, you know, got you started. I mean, um, i 've talked to other people on the podcast about you know how they opened up locations and things like that um, i 'd love to hear yeah a little bit more about what that spark was and what was like okay, this is what this is how we 're going to do it you know
1: yeah, absolutely so I mean there was kind of a couple factors um, in opening the business, um, so one of them was that when I got married, I had my gown made, like at a boutique, so I really felt like I had kind of missed out on the whole shopping experience, um, and and especially coming from kind of a high-end retail background, I kind of feel like my expectations weren't met in my own experience, and so that was always kind of something, you know, in the back of my mind that I was thinking about when thinking of a business. So what could I do to kind of ensure other people have a better experience? Um, And then tying in with my background, um, all the businesses that I had worked in when working in retail were all independently owned um, retailers. So, you know, I was always kind of inspired by those owners as well. Um, I mean, my husband's encouragement uh, really factored in as well because he's, you know, he had just finished his MBA. Um, he worked in high tech, but he was very much about like, you know, let's just do business. If you're, there's no point in going to work for someone else. So like, let's own a business. (laughs) And I was like, well, I don't really know anything about that. But, um, so we kind of took a little bit of his like business sense and my kind of passion for retail and customer service. Um, and then we really like focused on like, where, where is room for this? Um, and what could we do to kind of that void that we, we feel like there may be in the market. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I mean, it was more of like a passion project, I guess.
0: Nice. So talk to me about when you, uh, yeah. Like when you decided, okay, we're going to do like bridal boutique. Like how did you buy, did you just rent a space? Like how did, did you know anything about dresses? You know, like <laughs> I know you, like, you know, how do you, how do you just like, okay, I'm going to sell bridal yeah.
1: dresses, you know? Honestly, I knew nothing about wedding dresses. (laughs) Um, I hadn't really went through the shopping part of it. So um, I really just did a lot of research online, speaking to other people. Um, I did partner with someone in the industry who was in the alteration aspect. Um, So we worked on the project together. Um, And a lot of it, I don't want to say like trial and error, but it was like, asking a supplier a question and then they'd be like, no, this is how we work. And I'm like, oh, okay. (laughs) Like I really didn't know a lot about the bridal gown part as much as I did about creating an amazing customer experience. And that is more so what the business was focusing on. Obviously we ended up with like lovely dresses but it was more building the business from a customer service experience standpoint and then learning about the gowns kind of as we went along
0: nice yeah so talking about your first location because i actually think i remember it was it the one in stitzville
1: yeah so we had this cute little um house um, well, it looked more like a house, but it was on the main street in Stitzville. Um, it was so a
0: heritage it was, building, right?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it was a cute little like red brick, white front porch. And that was kind of the inspiration for the style of the store as well. So once we found that space, it was like, okay, we want this to be intimate. We want it to be cozy. Um, you know, we kind of tied in a little more of like the glam. So like chandeliers, but then we used like all antique furniture. Um, kind of like the big thing that people remember is we had this beautiful, big white church pew. um, And that is what the family would sit on when they were watching the bride. And that was Mm -hmm. kind of like the main um, fitting area in the store. And it was definitely like the focal point. So just like really warm, inviting space. Um, And yeah, so I mean, it's started small, and we've obviously evolved from there. So when you were reaching out to suppliers was
0: it difficult like did you find that people were really receptive i guess if you're handing them chunks of money to buy their dresses i guess they're probably okay but how was that part like just like you know picking dresses and knowing what people were going to buy and you know talk to me a little bit about that
1: yeah so i would say that was one of the really challenging parts for sure because obviously we were a new business um there was plenty of bridal stores already in Ottawa that had obviously been dealing with those suppliers for years. So most like half of the people I did approach were like, no, sorry, we're not looking for new stores. And I was like, okay, totally understand. Because I also didn't want to bring in a designer if my neighbor had it. So you know, and and back then, like obviously online was super present. But not everyone, there was no Instagram at first, right? So no one was like posting the designers they carried. Online as much. So we'd find out, like, oh no, that store over there already had that. We didn't know. So um, there were some that, A, just like had no interest in another store because they already had one. Or it's like, I don't know who you are and you're new and you're probably not going to be around for very long. So we're not going to. Um, you know, take you on. So I think that was one of the challenges. Um, we found like Michaela and Paloma, which is a Canadian designer, was like our first designer we had. And we love them. They were Canadian. They were like, you're opening in two months, we can get you dresses in two months, where typically it's going to take four to six to get your samples. I didn't understand like the buying seasons yet. So <laughs> we were opening in between seasons. So it was like, I know your new stuff isn't going to be out for three months, but what can you get me now so I can open in September? Yes. So that was a bit of the challenge as well. So had I known, I maybe would have picked a different time to open a store <laughs> um, a few months earlier, a few months later. Um, but many of the designers that we had in the beginning are ones that we still are still working with. Um, and, you know, we started small. We brought in like four or five and then expanded and found ones that didn't work and got rid of those and brought in new ones. And
0: yeah. Uh, Yeah. So when you first opened, like how many, I'm curious, just how
1: many dresses do you remember? How many dresses you had when you opened? (laughs) Not many. I think I have like pictures. I'm like, okay, that was the day we opened. And I want to say we had... 50 60 maybe okay that seems um, like a lot I thought you were gonna say yeah, 10 you know like <laughs> yes. 60 like yeah it sounds like a lot but I guess like when you spread it out a store and like looking at what we have now is like oh wow um yeah. and you know we did have bridesmaids too so we had like a small collection of those as well
0: how many dresses I guess do you keep now I just in comparison do you
1: keep in a store <laughs> too many probably <laughs> <laughs> um Oh, I don't know. That's something I should know. (laughs) Um, Just a guess, I guess. I want to say like 400 to 450. um, With having our outlet, we definitely keep the main store with love, um, like very up to date. So we don't let stuff sit in our store being like, oh, I'm sure someone will come along and like, definitely want to order this dress. It's like, if, you know, we're pretty on top of what works and what doesn't. Um, and we have that option to move it over to our outlet and sell it off the rack. So we're not one of those stores that just like accumulate stresses year after year and definitely like less is more. Yeah. So while 400 does sound like a lot, I mean, our store is fairly big, so it doesn't um, feel like it's that many. Um, but we do like really change. So at the end of a season, it might go down to like three fifty. um, as we kind of clear things out.
0: Crazy. So, um, I just, it's so interesting. I love this. This is awesome. (laughs) It's, you know, I think, um, I think that, you know, like retail is such a different world, right? But it it still kind of feels like, even though you're talking about some of these things, it's still so similar to any business that I've talked to so far. Um, And even my own, you know, just like, how do you start? How do you like get these, you know, and especially when you don't have social media and things like that, you know, I can imagine how challenging that must have been for you. (laughs) Just like, okay, here we go. Um, So how did you market it? Did you find like, how did that, how did that change for you when you first opened? And were you just doing like paper marketing or just putting a sign outside or how did that work for you?
1: Yeah. So we were lucky to open around the time of like the bridal show. Um, so that definitely helped. Okay. So we opened in September um, and then our first big wedding show was January. Okay. Um, and I remember like that was just the biggest deal. And it was so overwhelming. Like when those two days were over, I was <laughs> exhausted, <laughs> but that was definitely like the best way for us to reach the most people. Yeah. Um, but also like early on, there were so many people in the industry I met that were super supportive. Um, so I went to like networking events and I just found like so many people promoted us. Um, they were like blogging about us. So kind of getting an in with like the right people who definitely wanted to support new businesses was super helpful for us.
0: Mm-hmm. Because I still think that that holds true today, right? Like you still have a lot of people that refer you. People are always tagging you online and blogging and you guys are also like participating in a lot of things too. So I think that that's helpful. Do you think that that's like, do you think that that still holds true now or do you do a lot of marketing in terms of stuff online?
1: Yeah. So I would say like, obviously now we are like, there's Instagram. um, And we maybe don't do wedding shows as much, but it's the relationships that are continuing. Definitely. Um, and just like now people know our name a little more. We're in the beginning. It wasn't our name. That was, um, what people knew. It was more like us as you know, as a person. And, um, so now I think it's, yeah, it's the relationship and obviously 10 years in our brides, um, the referrals are so important to us and just the relationships we have and bridesmaids. I mean, even today or, you know, I'll, we'll have a bride come in and I'll be like, Oh, how do I know her? And then I'm like, yeah. Hey, you bought your dress for me yeah. eight years ago. <laughs> and she's like, how did you know? And it's, I mean, it's something you don't forget, yeah. but, um, you know, she's like a bridesmaid in someone's wedding now. So like yeah. coming back and you know, there are sisters, we've had three sisters and when the mom comes in, it's just like, "Oh my gosh, another one!" Yeah. You know, so you know, I think a lot of that is is how um, we attract brides now.
0: Nice, yeah. I actually had it at a wedding um, not that long ago where the uh, the dad came up to me. He's like, "I only have one more kid. You've already shot two of their <laughs> weddings. I only have, you know, my only three kids, so I only have one more." So you know, so it's kind of nice, right, to see the same familiar faces, and yeah, uh, you kind of feel like you know, part of it, right? Like you have uh, a connection there. So I think that's super important. Yeah. Um, So I want to chat to you a little bit more about your past. So obviously you started 10 years ago, so that would have been, I guess, 2010. Um, Like, uh, when you opened the first store, how long was it after that until you like moved? Cause I know you've opened another yeah. location as well. Um, and then moved another location. So there's a, <laughs> you know, there's been a lot happening in that 10 years. Um, yeah. Talk to me a little bit about what that looked like and what was your decision to you know, get a different
1: location. And yeah, for up. sure. So, I mean, the one thing too, is the year we opened and within like two months of deciding that we were going to open a store and then opening it, We found out there was four other bridal stores opening that year, um, like new stores that we obviously did not know about when we were making that decision. So, I mean, that was something that was kind of like a, oh no, like, wait a second. (laughs) You know, we thought we were like on this and we were going to be the new store in town and now there's four others. Um, So I think when that happened, we're like, okay, well, what is really going to like set us apart? And for us, it was It was creating the experience and being accessible to everybody, regardless of budget. Um, So some of the stores opening were like high-end ones, and then um, like David's Bridal opened the year we did, right? So we were kind of in between, and then we're like, well, that's what our focus is going to be. I mean, we're not going to change what our plan was, but I think let's just stick to, um, you know, what our our business model was going to be and was going to be an experience for everybody, regardless. Um, So that's something we carried on. Um, and definitely when we decided to like open a second store. So we were in that first location, um, until 2014 and that fall we decided to move to a larger store. And I think, you know, at that point in the business, it was, um, you know, where do we want to like Grow, or do we want to stay this size and let someone else kind of like get bigger than us and maybe take that space that we feel like we could have fit into? Yeah. So we just decided to jump into a little bit of a bigger space, a um, bit bigger it's and like four times.
0: It's like four times, <laughs>
1: <laughs> or <Yes>. more. <laughs> so at that point, we weren't really planning on like having a second business, like having the outlet, but we had a year left on our lease, so it was like, okay, well um, we could just stay in the space for a year. Um, kind of let's leave our, um, kind of outlet dresses, our samples that we don't want to move to the new store. Cause it was a bit of a fresh start too. So yeah. it was like, let's leave those here. And, um, you know, we did like off the rack prom and stuff like that at that point. Um, and off act rack bridesmaids. So we're like a year. We could probably keep this little wee business here It's already set up and then yeah. the new store because we we're going with like a little bit of a, a fresher look and things like that A lot of stuff wasn't gonna get carried over anyway. Yeah. So we moved to the bigger location um, and ran kind of that outlet idea For a year and then when that year was like coming up, we're like this is really working <laughs> um you know, and then how, like, then we start focusing on, like, let's grow the outlet business while we're also growing with love. So we um, just signed on for, like, another year, and then we were, by the time that year was coming up, it was like, okay, we're outgrowing this space, wow. um, and we just, we're starting to understand the needs of the outlet, too. So that is when we decided to move it to Carlton Place, um, and it wasn't, we just kind of almost had like had a vision what we wanted for the store and it was finding where that store was going to be. So it just happened to be kind of what we wanted was on the main street of, of Carlton place. So, um, we decided to, to relocate that location and really that was our chance to really make it more standalone and not just like, you know, with loves, like little sister kind of thing. It was like, no, it's like its own business. It definitely has its own, Um, reputation its own look it's you know we do um, definitely attract the same brides but it's still just giving you a different option Um, and then that's really kind of still sticking true to like giving the experience it's accessible to everybody so whether it's time frame restraints or um, budget it's definitely like we definitely can help everybody and you're not losing out on your experience.
0: That's awesome. So you kind of had like a second business, just like Fall on your lap, and like, <laughs> it's a like it's like grew, There was like a little, a little room for something else. I guess. It was kind of like almost nice that you decided uh, or were able to build like a second business, right? Like the with love that you have now, the bigger location. um But it was almost nice that you had like a year, like a lease, you know, almost forcing you to to keep it open, right? Because if not, yeah. you would have just lost out on all that money. Right. But instead you were able to build a whole new second business. Do you find that they, um, go hand in hand or do you find they're very separate? Like how do you find managing them? Like, um, is it the same or do you have to kind of build both businesses a little bit differently?
1: Well, we do interact, um, closely in the sense of like merchandise too. So kind of everything that With Love decides to sell off the rack, goes over to Renewed, so they obviously get their inventory from us, but then they have the relationship with the With Love designers as well, Um, so they kind of have that added benefit of being able to get clearance and overstock from the designers that With Love carries, Um, but in terms of like their reputation and kind of like their following, I'm actually always so surprised by... Because it's a newer business um, than With Love, is the number of people that are they just know about Renewed, so they didn't have to like piggyback off of the With Love reputation. Brides are coming from like Kingston; they're like, "Oh, we heard about Renewed," and so they they've definitely kind of created their their own business for sure. They don't like it doesn't the store itself doesn't need a bigger store to support it. It's definitely like supporting itself. Okay. Um, And we do, again, like we do share brides. They're like, oh, I want to go to both of your stores. So the ones that know that we have both want to go to both a lot of the time. Okay. Because they're like, I, you know, it's like a slightly different vibe or it's like a little bit different look or they're like, oh, let's see if I know that you carry Michaela and I love Michaela, but maybe I can get like a Michaela that you don't have or like a one of a kind off the rack one over there. So we definitely still work together for our brides too and be like, we don't have what you're looking for, but I'm gonna look over there for you. So that's, nice. that's also really helpful.
0: It's nice because you can kind of still fully service them, um, but like you're not like having to send people away, right? Like yes. you're, like I always have, you know, this as a backup. Or you know what? Like if you don't find what you find there, we're gonna help you no matter what at this store. So I think that's that's so cool. That's such a yeah. neat like way of doing things, right? And I feel like um, you're just kind of able to capture most of the market, right? There's not anyone that you're really missing in that yeah, way. Yeah, exactly. Um, so you still get like the high end feel, but you know, able to to work within everyone's budgets, which I absolutely think is probably what sets you guys apart way more by doing that. So, um, so talk to me about any challenges or pivots, perhaps that you've made in your business, you know, things that you're like, Oh, my gosh, that was, you know, that was hard, or, um, you know, just things that have come up, perhaps that you'd like to share.
1: Yeah, so I think like, the one in the beginning, like finding out that there were going to be four other stores, um, was a big one, because it was, you know, more defining and, it forced us to find who we were going to be early on. Um, I think you know, and then having the two stores like that move was definitely a big thing. I didn't realize how much work was going to go in to the new store. Like it just seemed like fun and exciting, but obviously it was a lot more stressful than I was planning on. It was yeah. like, oh wait, like we because we basically got like a a brand new space. So I didn't really know anything about designing a space so um that was you know a bit of a challenge it was a bigger project than we thought and I was like my expectations maybe on how fast we could do it um weren't as realistic although we (laughs) ended up doing it but I mean we um you know it was like a bit of a surprise right it was like oh this is actually bigger than I thought, and like a much more of a commitment. Then you have those like, oh, should we have really done this? Um, so that was kind of like the second step, I guess, in the in the with love kind of story, um, and the kind of like our aha moment, or a, you know, what are we going to do now? Like we've taken this on. So um, I think definitely like separating the stores and kind of creating those two businesses and defining them a little bit better was another another big step in the business. Um, I would say, honestly, things have been relatively smooth um, since then. Like there hasn't really big been anything huge that we had to change. And it's more of like just fine tuning and whether it's like two years in or 10 years in, there is so much to learn. Um, And we're not, like I would say, we're always like open-minded to changing something. So it's, you know, 10 years in, I'm not like stuck in my ways. If someone said like, Oh, why haven't you thought of doing this? I'd be the first one. That's like, Oh, that's a great idea. (laughs) Like I feel like we're always looking for something new. Um, so we're kind of always waiting for that aha moment of like, Oh, we should do this now. Um, so that's kind of the exciting part of the business is that we know like every few years there probably is going to be something that we, um, you know, kind of not make a big change, but take another little step um, in the right direction to, you know, being bigger and better than we were the year before. And and we're always like waiting for that.
0: That's kind of cool and I'm curious, Because like you've grown such a fantastic team. And I I absolutely love when you guys post, you know, team photos and you recognize your team a lot, um, you know, even on social media or, you know, interviews with them. I I love that. I think it's like a really, really key piece of uh, showing that you guys, you know, really do like act as like a family and take care of your families because families come in, right? Like it's usually, you know, mom, sisters, you know, aunts. Uh, you know best friends right like they're all considered family Um, so talk to me a little bit about that how you've built your team and you know what goes into that because I think that that's kind of important too it's a big part of you know what when I think of with love I think of your family the most yeah
1: well and that's we kind of have been using that more in our marketing in the past year too is like when a bride says yes we're like welcome to the with love family because not only are they kind of like part of ours but we want them to like be part of like the with love community with other brides as well um, because we do kind of have that sense of family so much within our staff um, some of the girl like I mean they've been with us for five six years um, we just had like a big baby boom at with love <laughs> the past two years so there's <laughs> lots of babies um, yeah. which is great because so many of our customers will call and say I want to make an appointment, but like we're gonna have a baby, and I'm like, there are plenty of open arms when you get here. Someone will hold your baby. Yeah. we're you know, super family friendly. Um, and when we when we leave work, it's not like we, you know, are like, oh, I'll see them next week or I'll see them in a couple of days we kind of can't shake each other sometimes and it's, we obviously like follow each other on Instagram and we'll be like, Oh my gosh, look at what Marce is doing on her day off. So, um, because really like we are together so much. Um, we want to like love working together and also, um, kind of like if your own staff is not like your biggest fan girl, then, you know, it's, it's, not going to be successful, so I feel like knowing that all the people that work for the stores um, truly like love the business and are dedicated to it shows and i mean our I feel like our brides see that and their families see it yeah. um, we all kind of celebrate each other's successes and you know and share in the business successes that kind of like if I could take them all with me everywhere we go <laughs> to do things for work. We definitely would, um, you know, and our, and our families spend time together. Our kids um, obviously spend time together. So it's, it, it translates into work. So it's not like a good morning. And then like a see you later, yeah. you know, it's the day goes by when you're working with people that you really care about.
0: Yeah, no, I, I, I love it. I think, I think you guys do a fantastic job. I mean, I know obviously I worked in retail before I got into all this, you know, some of my first jobs um, and it's hard work, right? It's a, it's a hard long day, but I think if you're working with people that you love working with and working with, you know, families that are excited, I think, you know, that's, that's makes it more fun and, you know, and it shows through your staff. So I love, I love watching all your stories and (laughs) seeing everybody. Um, And, uh, you know, what are some of the highlights? I guess, you know, we've talked a little bit of about, uh, you know, some things, but is there anything that perhaps we missed in terms of the, you know, how you got to where you are today that you wanted to highlight? Because I think that, you know, you've done a lot of amazing things, but if there's anything that we missed.
1: um, Well, I think, I think we've been really fortunate to, to build really good relationships with the designers, um, which definitely like we are. So much more passionate about them too when we know them as as people. We're not just dealing with big companies. So Michael and Paloma, for example, in Toronto, like I know the owner so well and you know, he can personally call me. We can chat about things if I need something, and, and that is a benefit to our brides too. Because if someone says, like, oh, is there any way you can do this? I'm like, I will call him and I will ask him. You know, it's a, <laughs> it's a Monday night, but I'll probably get the answer, you know, that I'm looking for. So yeah. having those relationships with our um, designers is definitely helps the business but it helps us personally. Um, uh, Martine is the designer for Martina Liana um, and it's a line that we're exclusive, with, exclusively carrying in Ottawa and so we were the first Canadian store she visited and you know she had said to her sales rep like I want to I want to go to that store like I see everything they're doing on social media and like, I'm super excited and I want to come in, I want to meet their brides. Um, I want to like work with them and like get their feedback on my design. So I think that was like pretty huge for us when the designer herself is coming all the way to Ottawa to (laughs) visit our boutique. Um, so I think kind of, you know, we, we're more confident in our business and we're like, other people are recognizing us. Um, and that's not, you know, why we do what we do, but it definitely feels good at the end of the day to to have someone in that position say like, they're doing a great job and I've noticed them. Um, so we're definitely feeling that more and more um, with our designers and, and just the relationships we're building with them. And it, I mean, it makes us feel great as people and it really helps us serve our brides as well.
0: Yeah. Cause I can imagine, especially you know, as a bride, like some of the brides come to me and it's like they, you know, they've only just decided to get married. It's January and they're getting married in June. So you must see that a lot. <laughs> yeah. uh, Cause if I see it, you must see it. Um, and so, you know, you're having to basically be like, okay, these are your options. You know, this is what we can do. Um, but, but talk to me a little bit about that. Obviously the, the, the relationships makes a big difference, but how do you, how do you handle somebody who's coming in, who's like, you know, trying to get things done quickly? Do you find that those
1: relationships make a big difference when it comes to like that? They definitely help. And I mean, they also help with supplying like our outlet as well. So if someone, people come up, call all the time, like they'll call with love and they're like, can I get an appointment for the Saturday? And we'll be like, oh sure. We had something open up. Yeah. And Sometimes we forget that the first question should be when is your wedding because we'll get through the whole process and they're like, oh, and just so you know, my wedding's next month. I'm like, mm. so, I mean, we always have fresh options and things like that. A month is pretty tight, but it happens all the time. We have renewed and that's kind of the nice thing. It's like, you know what? You obviously really wanted to buy with love and, and there's definitely possibilities of still being able to find them address there, but it's like, we also have renewed and you're going to get the same designers that you were hoping to get it with love. Um, but you're going to be able to get them off the rack and you know we obviously will like always have a great supply over there yeah um, yeah so it kind of having those two stores is like also what really helps us um accommodate time crunches if you will <laughs> yeah
0: because i i know that that probably must play a huge factor because it's not like you can just walk in and i mean you can't with are at the renewed, but you can't just walk in and be like, okay, here's my dress I'm walking home with it today. Yeah. Right? It takes, they have to literally make the dress, right. That's kind of how it works. So yeah. I think, I think I see that a lot when I hear people be like, Oh, I'm looking at dresses. <laughs> it's like, you know, it takes like, I would say I hear four to six months at least.
1: Yeah, definitely. And I mean, luckily all of our designers have their warehouses in Canada. So there are times when they have, you know, dozens of dresses like different styles obviously but someone will say I but I had my heart set on this dress and I'm like I'm gonna call them like there's a chance they have one um they definitely like will have stock same with like Michael and Pullman. they're in Canada so it's like hey do you guys have any like already in production something we can get a little faster um yeah. so that's really helpful as well things are definitely possible which is yeah. really lucky for us
0: so um, do you find that that, like, obviously I know our business, you know, being in photography and weddings is has seasons. Um, are your seasons similar or are they different than ours because of that? Because I would assume maybe, are you slower in the summer? Or are you heavier
1: in the summer? Or is it kind of all year round? You guys are busy. Yeah. So, well, and having the two stores too with the different um, options kind of spreads out our level of you know, what, what is busy. Um, but it's something we noticed when we were doing wedding shows in the beginning, we're like, they have these wedding shows when, um, the wedding industry typically is quieter. So they had them in September, which is now actually crazy busy, but I feel like 10 years ago, September wasn't the month to get married. Um, so the wedding shows would be September and January. And that is when we are so busy. (laughs) So we're like, Okay. Obviously like not a ton of people are getting married the second week of January. And that was always the big wedding show. Yeah. Um, But that is one of the busiest weeks of the year for bridal because all of those girls getting married in July and August are shopping for their dress in January. Um, and that's even cutting it close, right? Like that's still only six, seven months (laughs) before their wedding. Um, but The summer can be a tiny bit quieter, but it also kind of shifts when we're busy. So every weekend is always busy in the store. In the summer, our weekends can be like taper off a little bit, but then we're like busier during the week, like condensed work week, right? Everyone's off Fridays. And we'll find like we're so much busier on Friday in the summer than we would be a Friday in the winter. But in the winter, we are like, you know, so busy. Um, So there's not like a... really big downtime, but because also like when you order a dress, it's going to take six months, but then also like when your dress comes in, you get another appointment, kind of like a first look with your dress. Um, so the girls ordering January are going to have those appointments in June and July and August. Um, so it just different appointment, different time of year kind of thing, but it's, it really like spreads out. It's interesting.
0: Yeah, it's similar in the sense, right? Like for us, we do engagements and then we have weddings and meetings. With yeah. Clients, so it's all kind of the same thing. So interesting. Um, so do you have any tips? Uh, you know, I know I'm, <laughs> I'm sure there's been other bridal stores that have opened since you um, have opened, um, but do you have any tips for any, of you know, interested in starting a similar business, maybe a retail location um, that you would give to people at this point?
1: Well, I think like really staying true to why you did it um, and kind of what your plan is. Obviously, like adapting is really important, but you also have to do it carefully. You don't want to be like, "Oh, I saw someone do this. Now I'm going to do it," because um, I really feel like we've never done that, and that helps. It's it's easy to kind of get excited by shiny things, right? And be like, "Oh, this is cool right now. I'm going to change my business to be more like that." You can't do that. It takes so much time to kind of create your business. Um, and if you're just going to try to kind of piggyback off other people's ideas, it's not going to work because no one's going to really know who you are then. So I think like the, the biggest thing is like taking the time, doing it for the right reasons, not like, Oh, I think it's super easy to own a business. (laughs) Like no way it is not. So I think making sure you're doing it for the right reasons and being realistic about the amount of work that's going to go into it are kind of like the first steps and then taking the time to say, this is who I am or this is what I want my business to be. Um, and then realizing that you need to stick to that and it's fine to adapt and to try new things, but you can't reinvent your business every year because there's something new and trendy um, so I think adaption is good, but reinventing is not a good idea.
0: <laughs> yeah, because you've now, like, you've built up, um, you know, two very successful businesses. Um, so you've had to take on so many different roles, right? Like, I'm sure now, you know, dealing with, like, you know, being an HR person or, uh, you know, I don't know if you have any of those, but, you know, have, doing the HR stuff, um, employment stuff, hiring, all that stuff, right? Like, those are things that you don't necessarily think about doing when you first open your business right? absolutely <laughs> so i think you know you've had i can just imagine all the hats you've had to take on um and that's not even you know just customer service and um those things i'm sure probably came a little bit easier to you because you had so much experience but you know um dealing with you know we all have them you know harder clients to deal with um and uh maybe even harder Rich retailers or, or not retailers, suppliers, and things like that. That must be hard. Um, is there anything like that that you find that you would give tips on? Or things well, that I think them?
1: in the beginning, it was if someone said to me, No, we won't sell to you, or you know, you're new, we're not that interested in you. I mean, don't take no for an answer. And I definitely, in the beginning, I was like, Oh, okay, and like, <laughs> I'll never bother you again, kind of thing. And now <laughs> it's like, No, like, this is why you should want to work with us. Or, you know, in the beginning you're buying and they're telling you all these rules. I'm like, I, I'm much more comfortable now being like, no, you want me to buy from you. And this is what I'm going to do. <laughs> so it's like, don't tell me I have to buy 50. I'm going to tell you I'm going to buy 30. And if you don't want my, you
0: know, 30 order, then yeah. fine. But I think it's a big investment up front, right? To buy 30 wedding dresses. Yeah. So, to buy it, yeah. If you had to buy 50 and you didn't like 20 of them, that must be really hard to.
1: Yeah. So, I think like it comes with time for sure. But I feel like that's where I've grown is like I'm, you know, in the beginning, yeah. If someone says no, shuts a door in your face, you're like, okay, I'm just a new small business. Like, that's fine. But over the years, you start being like, no, like I deserve to like work with these people and they should want to work with me. so I think, and even starting it as a small business, like, you know, don't, don't feel like, oh, I'm just, you know, a little fish in this big sea. It's like, no, like put yourself out there and demand what you feel like you deserve.
0: Yeah. Um, is there any tools? I know we've talked a lot a bit, you know, about how you um, have grown the business and things like that. Is there things, is there tools that you use that make your life easier? Um, you know, I don't know if there's something that you guys do to, for your clients or for your own business that you found as, as uh, has made your life easier that you would recommend?
1: Well, I think in the beginning, everything I did, I did kind of like from, you know, my heart, I'm like, oh, but I love this, you know, and it's easy to like love everything. <laughs> so, um, with fine dresses and like picking up certain designs, like, oh, but I, really, 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 really like it. And my husband would be like, do you really need that? So um, my husband ha- works in like software and like analytical. So definitely I've learned to analyze things and go by numbers and facts a little bit more than just what I like.
0: Yeah. Um,
1: so that has changed our business. Um, you know, like really looking at what works. So it's easy for me to be like, don't send that dress to renewed. I love it. And I want to see it every day. And yeah you know, that I can actually analyze it and be like, oh no, we've never sold that. And it has been here this long. So, um, that definitely in this industry that is so full of love and everything is pretty and sparkly and exciting. Sometimes you have to be, you know, analytical and be (laughs) like, this is not working or, you know, you don't really need that. Um, so that has definitely helped. Um, that makes sense. Really looking at our sales, like knowing what sizes to bring in and what colors to bring in, like knowing what people want and then what has proven to work has definitely helped us in that sense. Because I, I just tend to be like, so old school with stuff. You know what I mean? um, yeah. So I think that's using a little bit of, of. um, you know, analysis, of our data is definitely helpful. Data.
0: Yeah. Did you get any data from the designers themselves? Like, will they say to you, okay, this one is really great for this size and this one is great in its color? Or, or do you just kind of go like, ah, you know, <laughs> like, I'm curious how that works.
1: So definitely like sales reps will always tell you like what works and what doesn't, but then you're also trusting like them just saying it. I felt like this industry like took a little while before they actually would like show you the data so now like they're putting it out there like oh here you here's like a report you sold this color this many times and you know this is the most popular size than this. so they're definitely doing that a little bit more but I just felt like it was took forever before they ever did that so for the first seven years you just have a sales rep saying oh I this is doing so well and you're like okay that it's like, is it doing well? Like, I don't know. You just said it's doing well, or you're like, yeah. this is going to be a top seller. How do you know it's going to be a top seller? So mm-hmm. I feel like the industry itself was like a little bit late to the game on that. Um, but they're definitely doing a little bit more.
0: Yeah. Cause I think that that would probably be the hardest thing, right. Is trying to like, to know what's going to be in, cause you're having to figure out what the style is. I guess the designers do that too, but you know, figure out what's going to sell like a year in advance right because they have to design it and you know you're picking it I'm assuming more than six months before it comes in right so um how do you find that part I'm curious is there any tips that you have that you that you find easier or well I
1: still feel like you know things take a while too right so the sleeve trend like really four years ago we started seeing tons of sleeves and so you get excited you're like oh they're, there's, we didn't see any sleeves last season and this season, every designer has like five styles with sleeves. So you're like, this is going to be super hot this year. Yeah. So you buy all their sleeves and then like, it took a long time. So <laughs> I would say the past season, um, brides were really brought, buying sleeves and coming in and asking for it. So it was like something we saw, people said they wanted, but then it took a while before they actually, like, wanted it and bought it. Okay. Um, so – do you find certain- that people,
0: like, come in and they, like, know exactly what they want? And then, like, does that help you decide your trends? Or is it they, like, have no idea what they want?
1: <laughs> um, definitely, like, people – there's the girls that, like, know what they want. They'll say, I definitely want sleeves. Or, like, I definitely don't want strapless. Um, but kind of, like, with everything, you don't really know until you try it. So yeah. sometimes for us as like a buyer, that also happens too. It's like, oh, I'm like, I know that I want this style this season. I feel like I'm missing out. And then you're like, then you see something else you're like, oh, wait, but like maybe <laughs> that's what I want. So I feel like we're kind of like that too, or until we have it, we sometimes don't know what works. Um, So you go with your gut a little bit, but you have to be like open-minded. You're like, okay, that is really pretty. I never thought I would want that in my store. But like now that I see it on the runway, I'm going to have to have it. Wow. We definitely do that too.
0: Interesting. So it's more like it's, it's I, right? So you're having yeah. to, it's coming from that experience, you know, knowing what sells, right? So it's just like years of experience. I can imagine your first time going, you must've been like, I want everything.
1: Yes, absolutely. I did.
0: <laughs> and your husband's like, no. Put the credit <laughs> down. <laughs> yes, exactly oh that's awesome um so we're you know I would love to sort of you know wrap it up and see if there's anything that you know we didn't talk about if there's anything that we missed um and then if you can tell people as well how they can find you and um you know this has been really awesome it's such an insight to you know your world I feel like um you know it's 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 amazing what you've built and it's just so nice of you to share. And uh, you know, I hope that other people can get inspired, right? Like it's, it's similar to um, most businesses in the sense that you just kind of make decisions and go for it, but like, it's, it's really interesting. So yeah. How can people find you and is there anything that you'd like to share?
1: Yeah. I mean, I think we, we really touched on kind of the things that I love about what I do and, and kind of where we came from and like where we're hoping to be and that, kind of like sometimes what you think a business is like, you don't realize that it is just like one person and their team in the background. Right. We're not a big company, you know, We're someone who sits in our dining room and does our work. Um, and I think that's what I kind of always want the business, you know, people that know our business to understand is that it's not something huge. Like it doesn't who you are. Isn't, you know, defined by the square footage of your store. Um, yeah we're still little guys in the background, right? So um yeah, I mean that's always something that's important to me. Um so yeah, and how you can find us, um obviously uh, with lovebridalboutique.ca, um online and renewedwithlove.ca and also on Instagram there's renewed with love and there's also with LoveBridal. Um and yeah.
0: Awesome. Well, thank you so much. This has been really amazing. And, uh, you know, uh would love to possibly have you back on. I mean, we haven't really touched on what's to come with with love. Um yeah. but uh, you know it's always nice to see uh, what's what growth is happening kind of between now and then. So we'll chat about having you back on. Absolutely. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. <laughs> All right, thank you so much. Thank you. I'm over here about to do a happy dance because you just finished another episode of my podcast, Path to Business where we get to hear amazing stories of how wonderful people got started and hopefully one day we'll be able to share yours too. If you want more info, head on over to our show notes page where you'll find all the latest info about this episode and links to the guests on the show. You can also find the latest discount codes or freebies I've put together just for you. Also, I wanted to personally invite you to my private Facebook group where you can meet other like-minded entrepreneurs like yourself who are making waves in their business and want to help and inspire others to dream big. The links are waiting for you, so head on over to greyloftstudio.ca slash path to business.